Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Welcome to Brain Stuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, Brain Stuff, it's Christian Sager. So our question for the day is, did the Brontosaurus exist? And the short answer... Yeah, it sure did. But like so many answers, this one spawns a lot more questions. Is that really its correct name? How is it related to the Apatosaurus? Wasn't it given the wrong skull? And if it did exist, was it delicious? Let's back up. We're going to go to 1877. The confusion over the Brontosaurus stems partially from confusion in biological taxonomy, but also from a bitter rivalry of paleontologists. That's right, a rivalry between friends turned enemies whose battle for fame and power destroyed them both. Meet Othniel Charles Marsh and Edward Drinker Cope. You ever think about giving your kid a middle name like Drinker? They became good enough friends while studying natural history together that, in the 1860s, they even named newly discovered fossils after each other. But Marsh 
was ambitious, like Slytherin ambitious. When Cope showed him around a fossil quarry in camaraderie, Marsh struck a deal with the quarry owner behind Cope's back. All the fossils found there and the profits attached to them went straight to Marsh, and it sparked what history calls the Bone Wars. This was a fiery race to find and publish papers about new ancient creatures. One of these creatures was the Apatosaurus Ajax, a huge plant eater with a long neck and tail that Marsh discovered in 1877. The skeleton was incomplete, but Marsh wanted the credit for finding it, so he slapped on the head of another dinosaur found nearby, a Camarasaurus, in his published reconstruction. Then, in 1885, Marsh's fossil collectors sent him a set of bones belonging to a larger, long-necked, long-tailed herbivore, a more complete set. Marsh decided it was a different animal and published his discovery of the Brontosaurus excelsus. His illustration of its skeleton was the first dinosaur sketch to receive wide lay circulation, and it caught the public's imagination. His haste was understandable. Cope was battling Marsh's superior connections by practicing what's been called taxonomic carpet bombing. He would publish 1,400 articles in his 56 years. The two former buddies slandered and sabotaged each other into financial and reputational ruin. Our friends over at Stuff You Missed in History Class actually did a whole podcast two-parter in it if you want a deeper dive. But back to the Brontosaurus. Shortly after Cope and Marsh's deaths, a paleontologist studying Marsh's work noticed that the Apatosaurus and the Brontosaurus skeletons were really similar. So similar that the scientific community deemed the Brontosaurus excelsus an adult specimen of the Apatosaurus genus. So, in 1903, Brontosaurus lost its official status. But museums, it seems, didn't get the memo. Starting in 1905, the sauropods started seeing display around the world labeled Brontosaurus excelsus, sometimes with a Camarasaurus head. It wasn't until the 1990s that these pervasive mistakes were corrected at large. But the story doesn't end there. In April of 2015, a group led by paleontologist Emmanuel Chop published a study analyzing 81 sauropod specimens, including precise measurements of 477 different physical features. According to their findings, they reported not only that Marsh's Brontosaurus excelsus skeleton had enough differences to be considered its own species, but that there should be two additional specimens in the Brontosaurus genus. For now, the Brontosaurus isn't back for sure. It's up to the scientific community to come to a consensus on whether Brontosaurus and Apatosaurus deserve their own separate genera. But the Thunder Lizard certainly wasn't a fake. Marsh was just kind of a jerk. Check out the BrainStuff channel on YouTube. And for more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.